Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, We're here with our good friend Amber to talk about FFA banquets. I know some of you listening probably already had yours or like mine is coming up um, when this posts, it'll be, you know, in a day. So, um, you know, it's one... (laughs) It's one of the things about our jobs that we love and hate at the same time. Like we look forward to it, but we also like when it ends. So Amber, why don't you start um, by introducing yourself and kind of letting everybody know where you teach and how long you've been teaching. Definitely. And I can't agree more. Banquet is exciting, but it's definitely a breath of fresh air when you're done with it. Um, But my name is Amber Need and I'm teaching in Northeastern part of North Carolina. And where I'm in a town called Tarboro, and I teach at a charter school actually called Northeast Carolina Prep, and it is a K through 12 um, charter school, public charter school that uh, pulls about a thousand students total. Um, in my ag program, I have about 150 to 160 students per school year, and that's seventh through twelfth grade. And our FFA chapter this year is a uh, about 77 students, um, which has been our our hold steady number for the last year or two. Even with COVID, I was really excited about that. Um, But our program's really active and excitingly, we just added a second position for another ag teacher and that person will be focusing on K through seven eventually, um, probably starting out with middle school first and then we'll be branching our way down to elementary school. So I'm really excited, but happy to be here. That's awesome. I think it would be cool to teach. I don't think I would wanna teach elementary ag all day long but maybe like one day a week or one class period or something like that so that's awesome you guys are doing that yeah Um, I think that's our goal is to share the load between the two of us sure yeah that's cool to expose them at a young age too yeah um so for Nikki and I in North Dakota right we were kind of talking before we started recording like our banquets um are pretty typical like normal banquets I would say this year because North Dakota doesn't have a lot of restrictions but um, for you in North Carolina and maybe some of our other listeners who don't live in North Dakota um, what are some of the things that you're doing to modify your banquet this year or maybe some of the things you did last year that were really um, that worked out really well yeah um, so North Carolina is one of the states that's still got a pretty um, strict setup for COVID. Um, like we still have a mask mandatory mask mandate and all of that. Um, we just put our schools back in Plan A a few weeks ago, and so um, we're still pretty tight here. Um, so what does that mean? Year, like, so how does teaching look right now for you? To give everybody some uh, context. Yeah, for us we're like full face to face, like. So jealous. <laughs> yeah, but um, for many listening, they'll be able to to relate to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's different depending on the school district. Uh, my school specifically, uh, we're our own kind of school district as a charter school. So um, we've been the the entire first fall semester. We were one hundred percent virtual. 
um, towards the middle end part of the first semester, they did pull in a few um, K through five classrooms, kids that wanted to come back in person. Um, and then starting with the new semester in January, uh, we came back virtual for the first grading period. And then after that, we are, I guess, hybrid. We're not hybrid to the extent as other places where they alternate days, um, but it's literally like, you had to sign up by a certain date to come in person every day. And so once you do that, you're stuck that way for that grading period. So um, it's a good, for my classes, it's a good 50-50 ratio. I have about 50% that are virtual still and about 50% that are in person. So, um, and that, I feel like that is quite a few school districts across our state still, still doing that half in person, half online thing. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely jealous of some of the states that are back in person uh, completely. Hopefully we'll be like that in the, in the fall with the new school year. But as far as banquet goes, last year, I think everybody was kind of in that situation where nobody had kids at school, um, or I think maybe it was more extreme. It, it definitely was in North Carolina starting in March last year. We didn't have any kids in school the rest of the school year. And I wasn't even allowed to get FFA kids together in person, like outside of school. So um, we kind of did something super unique last year with our banquet. A lot of local churches were starting to do the drive-in kind of sit in your car and watch service type deal. And there was a local church that several of our members and myself attend that had an outdoor um, stage on a trailer and they had the sound system and everything. And so we partnered with them last year and we pulled they pulled their trailer in front of our school and we set up the sound system. We put chairs on the stage for the officers um, and put a podium up there. And then we just let members drive into our school parking lot and back up and drop the tailgate or bring lawn chairs and kind of set out in the parking lot. And we did banquet that way. And it was really cool. Um, we also did our graduation that way, which was really cool too. Um, a lot of work and super hot, but um, it was really fun. Um, to keep it super COVID friendly, we just had the office, officer team up front and we didn't let people come forward to accept their awards. I just gave them their awards later, um, but at least they could hear their names called out. Um, you could cheer and honk your horn when your person got called. Um, our officers, our senior officers were able to do their retiring address. Uh, we had, you know, a lot going on. We, I think we had four or five retiring addresses last year. So that took up a bulk of the program. Um, it was not normal, but it was so cool um, and everybody embraced it. So that was something that we did last year, kind of in a full swing, like nobody can be near each other or anything like that. Um, this year though, we're not going to do the drive-in style. Uh, we have actually rented uh, out a park in our town with part the town the, sorry with the parks and recs in our town and they have a stage like an outdoor stage and so we have partnered with them to rent that lawn and that stage and so um, ours is not until the end of May so I haven't nailed down details but the goal is to do something like an indoor regular banquet just outdoor now so um, to keep it COVID friendly. Um, we'll probably, I haven't decided yet if we're going to do food, but if we do, we'll set tables and chairs up in little like family pods and we'll just have families RSVP ahead of time. 
and, you know, put down, like if they are two families that are close to each other and they've been together anyways during COVID, you know, then they can kind of rent that table for them and kind of keep everybody separated. But the goal is to be able to let kids come up and accept their awards this year. Um, so we'll see how that goes as we get closer. Can you guys believe that it's been like a year? <laughs> no, like, I can't believe it. <laughs> it just blows my mind. But I mean, I think what a way for you guys to think outside the box and so challenging to change up. You know, I know I think back to like all our banquets, you tend to do the same thing every year just because like it's the nature of the beast, right? And so what a way for your kids to like in literally the most challenging times of their life to change up the entire banquet. And it's not just one part of it. Like you did the whole thing different. So I think that's really cool. Um, so as you think about planning this year's banquet, you know, what elements are you and your kids really trying to include to make make it still special? Because I feel like that was a common theme among many last year. Um, you know, they were worried about not being able to recognize their seniors properly and the award winners and honorary members. And even, you know, you saw that with athletic banquets and academic banquets and graduations. And um, how are your kids kind of approaching that this year? So I think the main goal is to make sure that we don't change any of our awards. And luckily I've had an officer team this year that even though we weren't allowed to get together um, for like in person, virtually, they have maintained their drive um, and as well as members, not just the officer team, but like the members have maintained their drive. The parents are still eager for kids to do things. And so we've had a really great virtual presence. So really none of our awards this year will have to be dropped or anything because of lack of participation or lack of being allowed to do anything. Um, so that's a positive. Um, one thing that we're missing from banquet from doing COVID friendly is, especially since it was outdoors last year and it'll be outdoors this year's. Normally we play like a review slideshow. We can't really do that outside successfully. Um, but uh, one thing that we did outside of banquet, you mentioned seniors. Um, so our alumni took the reins of that last year and I really hope they'll do that again this year. Um, our seniors last year, we had about a dozen of them. And so, and most of them were really active. So our alumni really wanted to do something to help their year kind of end in a bang because really their end kind of, their year ended kind of crappy. So with COVID, um, so our alumni had yard signs, custom yard signs made out for them. We ordered customized FFA cookies and we um, got a couple of like little things together as a gift. And then we picked a Saturday and our alumni got together and they personally visited every single senior's house and gave them their yard sign and told them, you know, how much, how much they were proud of them and thank you for sticking with FFA and, you know, wishing them great success in college and all of that. So um, we did recognize them also at banquet because I always get them cords. And so that was, you know, super special too at banquet but we gave them their cords when we visited at their house because we knew people weren't going to come up to the stage last year and get them. So um, that's one thing that we did different to kind of help keep that, that specialness for them alive. And hopefully we'll do that again this year. 
Are there any things that you like did, and maybe it's like that the the recognition of seniors that um, maybe you're gonna gonna continue in you know post pandemic years if we ever get out of this. Um, I think about a lot of things like I do right now that I'm like you know that's cool we started you know doing more virtual things or whatever that I'll continue. So is there anything from the banquet that you think you'll continue on with? Um. You know, we really didn't do anything different virtually or anything from our normal banquets, except location and, you know, how we presented things. So um, I I have enjoyed the outdoor or I enjoyed the outdoor atmosphere last year and we'll see how it goes this year. That might be something that sticks just because why not like outside and as we grow, we don't have to find a building that can hold us. Um, so uh, I think if anything, that would be something that might stick with us, but we really tried to keep everything as normal as possible and didn't have to modify a ton. And how unique, you know, like it's still like fancy and, you know, those a cool way to like support your outdoor venues uh, in your community um, and work in partnership and, you know, think like how many people actually do outdoor banquets? Well, now probably if a lot because of the pandemic but you know prior to this that wasn't really a thing so I think that's I think that's cool um I think if we hosted an outdoor banquet in North Dakota it would for sure snow like <laughs> mine is my banquet is Tuesday and it would be the worst weather I just know it so I'm glad it works for you guys. We could well, We have to worry about spring showers. So um, down in North Carolina, so it's really pretty. Um, it was really hot last year, especially yeah. in their corduroy jackets. So, um, you know, I made sure each officer had a bottle of water under their chair and everything, but um, hopefully we have good weather too. And I think a lot of ag teachers, they feel like banquet has to be super formal and super, um, I don't know, organized and just fancy and, and formal. I mean, that's the best word, especially because the kids are in official dress. You always kind of get that impression that it's got to be the best of the best event that you do that year. But I think doing it outside was kind of fun. Um, and hopefully this year will be kind of fun too. Uh, if we do food, we have a, which we haven't decided if we will or not, but we do have um, a member of our staff who actually is a, you know, former FFA member at a different school, but highly supportive. And so he barbecues pigs a lot for people. And so he's already told me that he missed it last year because normally he does our food for us. And we didn't do food last year because we just wanted it super short and sweet. Come in, honk when your name gets called and celebrate, and, you know, and then head out um, because we didn't want to encourage a whole lot of interaction with COVID full swing. But he's already told me, you know, if you're going to do food, let me know. I missed it. I missed it last year. I want to do it again this year. So and he was super excited about it being outside. So um, yeah, I It'll be kind of like family style, pig picking style, which I think embraces what FFA really is. Yes, we're going to celebrate awards and achievements and successes, but we're also just going to be together as a family when we really haven't had those opportunities this year. So yeah. that's a really good point. I, one thing we're adding to our banquet this year that we've never done in the past, and, and I don't know why, I just like reflecting with my kids on, you know, all the things we've done you know, we had just finished the national chapter award and they were kind of 
you know, celebrating the fact that, you know, we accomplished so much this year that I don't know why we've never recognized some of the projects we do. Like we always recognize like individual kids, which is great or teams. So this year I'm adding like a slideshow portion where I'm just going to like let the community know, like, this is everything these kids did. Um, and to celebrate like in a year that's been so hard, they were still able to accomplish these things. And I think that's something like personally will stay in our banquet. Um, I'm excited to see what the kids think. Um, I'm not letting them prepare it because I want to, um, I want it to be a tribute to them, like a, you know, a big thank you. And I want them to really sit back and think about like everything that they were able to do. So that being said, what are, what are some of your like best awards or um, things that you do at the banquet that, that are kind of unique to you and your kids? Um, and before I answer that, I'm just gonna say I might steal that idea. And even though no we'll be out, we'll be outdoors, so I don't know if we can do a slideshow, but I can totally picture like my officers being assigned a poster board or something, oh, and that's a great idea. put the project on it, and then we'll get some easels and put them outside for people to walk around and look at. So or thank even you like for that. your yard, I like your yard sign idea. Like how cool would that be to have those yeah. like along the pathway as people like walk up to your table and yeah. So totally. <laughs> Thanks for the new idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> our, our awards, um, of course, we do typical awards like degrees. Um, we we started Discovery because we have seventh through 12th grade members. So we do Discovery Greenhand chapter. And then we also recognize those that applied for state degree. We don't normally know yet by our banquet if they earned it, but we recognize them for going after it. Um, same thing for American degree if we have a student that does that. And then of course we recognize them for CDE's participate, participation for that and stuff like that. Um, uh, we also recognize our officers like not our chapter officers, but kids that serve as um, federation and regional officers, um, just to give them an extra recognition and encourage the younger members to be like, oh, what's that officer team about? And, you know, eventually hopefully go for that themselves. Um, we do a couple extra awards. So we have a blue and gold award, and then we have an FFA pride award. And both of those are for members we typically exclude the officers because normally they get I mean they're cream of the crop usually so if we included them they would probably get picked just because they're so busy and active um, to be honest and so our uh, blue and gold award we reserve for 10th through 12th grade members and it's essentially like the student that is the most active um, or you know, stood out the most that year, had the most participation. Um, and then same thing for FFA Pride Award, we just call it a different name. And that one is for seventh through ninth grade members. And so the officer team will pick um, five candidates from each grade section, like, you know, five from 10th through 12th grade, and then five from seventh through ninth grade. Um, and that number can, can flex, it just depends. And then we allow the members to vote on that. So we send out um, kind of a poll online and they get to pick which member they thought was the most active that year. 
Um, we've also done it the first year we did that we put everybody's names on the polling list and the officers didn't pick and so we put everybody's name on and you could literally pick whoever you wanted to from the membership and um, that was really exciting because that was kind of a you know a member voted award. Um, last year we added in that the officers picked the candidates just so that there was a little fairness in it um, and not just, you know, everybody vote for the popular person. Um, and so I think that's cool because it gives the membership owner, the members ownership over an award in their chapter. And it gives them a chance to kind of think about who they looked up to the most that year, or if it was them, you know, it kind of gave them a chance to kind of just see themselves get rec recognized. Um, and then in addition to that, we do three other special awards. We do a parent of the year award and we do an alumni member of the year award, and then we do a community partnership award. So we pick, you know, whoever has been the most active parent, active alumni, and then whatever our strongest partnership was that year, we recognize them. I love those additional ones. Like I've never thought about having like the parent, I mean, we do like an honorary um, degree every year, but like the parents and the alumni and community and stuff just gets them more involved I feel like but um Nikki you should talk about your oil can award that you're doing this year I think that's really cool um yeah this was stolen from the Mandan FFA chapter um and they've been doing the oil can award from what I understand for a really long time like actually when I was a state FFA officer and spoke at their banquet they were giving the oil can award so um thanks to them for letting me steal that but uh, I was kind of looking for, like Amber, you said, you know, an award to honor those kids that are like going above and beyond, but aren't the ones that are like out getting the recognition, you know, these are the kids that are working behind the scenes. If I need a trailer, if I need something set up, um, if I need the dirty work done behind the scenes, that's going to get no recognition. These are the types of kids that will step up and do that. And you know, they're probably not your kids that are an officer. They're probably not your kids that are, you know, getting degrees um, and other awards. And so they're going to get a physical oil can and a $10 gift card. Um, and so this is our first year doing that. And I'm excited because I have, I have some kids that need to be recognized for their work. Um, This podcast episode is sponsored by ICEV. Join them and over 9,000 CT professionals for their virtual summer conference, CT Inspired, July 27th through 29th. The conference focuses on using ICEV with other learning management systems and customizing learning experiences to meet the needs of students. As we have stepped into a new era of learning, educators collaborated on best practices for student success and making the most out of the educational shift. During the conference, a strong focus is placed on classroom practices, including ICEV's new lesson plan design, industry certification, and education practices for special populations. In 2021, we're going even bigger. This year's conference will feature more speakers, sessions, and prizes. Keynote speakers include Angela Duckworth, Temple Grandin, and Damon John. Become inspired and energized to enter the fall semester. 
the virtual conference is the perfect opportunity for CTE professionals to advance their career, portfolio, and professional network. The best part about the conference is that it is free. Registration is now open. This conference is for CTE teachers, administrators, professors, CTE directors, and even pre-service teachers. Join Here by the Owl podcast in registering at icvonline.com forward slash CT inspired. We can't wait to become CT inspired with all of you. Because these kids, without them, there's so many initiatives that our program does that would not happen without their work. So I'm excited to start it. I hope I hope it continues and I hope the kids um, really like that. So um, Brianna, I know this was your first year um, at Wapton, so your first Wapton banquet. Was there any th- highlights um, from this year's banquet? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, other than, great, or other than the great uh, decorations. Right. Um, we did a lot of like traditional things, I feel like. Um, I don't know. We have an FFA member who makes all of our cupcakes, which I think is kind of cool, like to incorporate them. And then, so we're part of a tech center. So our restaurant management class, like always caters the meal. So that's kind of fun too, to like have student involvement in that way. Um, And then the cupcakes with, so she was an FFA officer, but she graduated last year, but um, she was still involved with that. But um, really cool. Yeah, you know, trying to get as many people like locally in the community involved as possible. But otherwise, you know, pretty much the same awards that a lot of people probably give away. Yeah. No, I like the involvement of the community. We have a kid who's, um, his parents are catering our banquet this year, but he's the one um, smoking the meat because he just loves like cooking. And so um, this will be our first year where the meal is actually prepared um, by an FFA member. So I think that's cool. Um, something that's really neat. Yeah. Something I hope to continue. Um, and what a great way, Brianna, like you said, to incorporate like a kid's SAE, you know, um, or something into your banquet, but Amber, what are your, you know, you have a little bit before your banquet happens this year. What are your tips for people listening on, you know, planning a banquet? Um, I think one of the biggest tips is that I try to keep my awards um, consistent. So, you know, if I give degrees, the degree recipients, a pen and a certificate, then that's what I do every year. That way I know what to plan for ordering wise um, or plaques or whatever we choose to do, you know, physically to give for each award, we keep it consistent. So I can either order in bulk and then be good for a couple of years or, you know, uh, when that advisor coupon comes out earlier than what I really need it for, but probably great for you guys. Um, sounds like y'all's banquets are earlier than ours. Um, but when that advisor coupon comes out so early, you know, I never really know yet because we we're in the middle of our semester and our banquet's not for another two or three months. So that has helped me kind of keep up with planning on ordering things. Um, and I think that's a great tip just to try to keep that consistent, those physical words consistent. Um, still on the topic of awards, um, I actually do, well, I have a, a pre-cut machine and, um, and 
in the mini mastermind group chat, you know, a lot of people have their own award engravers and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Um, and so making your own awards is really savvy. Um, and I use a, a Cree cut for my um, FFA award and my blue and gold award, the, those two awards for students. And I literally just use blue and yellow cardstock. And then um, Michael's, the craft store, they have um, this type of frame that goes on sale at the beginning of spring every year and it's like buy two get three for free and they're very good quality frames and so i stock up on those when those go on sale instead of buying like a fancy award frame from national ffa or an award store it's a lot cheaper and looks just as nice um so the, those are some tips for awards but um as far as everything else goes uh I keep a spreadsheet with all of my kids with their names for degrees and stuff like that to keep that organized. Um, COVID friendly wise for degrees and stuff. I changed our application to a Google form last year. So um, I'll probably do that again this year since we have some kids in person and some kids virtual. Um, and then just hang on to your template for program and for um, your script because that you just go in and edit that. Um, don't lose it. <laughs> That's pretty important. Um, I also make a, a folder for each officer with the banquet, banquet, scri banquet script in it. And then on the podium, I have a binder and it's like color coded so that they know like, hey, my president, your color red all the time. Um, Vice president, your color blue. So that helps the kids kind of read it and keep up easy. Um, so if you have them sitting at a table, they can also have their own copy of the script. Or if you just have one big copy on the, the podium, make sure it's color coded so they can read it. Make sure the font is big so they can read it. Um, the, those are some good tips that I have that we've used before. Yeah, I like that. I, I don't have anything savvy. I, the only thing that I really <laughs> love is I keep all of my award pins in a tackle box. And I started that when I was student teaching at, uh, in rugby, because they literally just had a box with pins in it. And we searched until we found the pins we needed. Oh my gosh, my anxiety. And so I went and bought tackle boxes for that program and ever since I've done that. And so um, I actually label each well of the tackle box. And then on paper, I type up what each well means. So if well one is discovery degree, two is chapter, three is uh, Greenham, whatever. Um, that's where I keep my officer pins, proficiency pins. Um, yeah, it's that's really nice because when it comes time to ordering, like you said, Amber, I could quickly open that up and look in there and be like, oh, I like I physically can see that I'm gonna need more discovery pins. So then I, you know, order in bulk and then kids will take them out and put them in there. It's really easy to find. And I, I've really liked that system. So, uh, and it's easily modified. So if, you know, um, if something changes for some reason and you, you don't give a pin for something anymore, um, you can just empty up that well, cross that off the list and something else can take its place. So um, I really like that. Partially because too, when it comes to officer pins, I always have kids that are like, we're off to like, Harley Pro and they're like I lost my pin now I don't like they can easily go get in the tackle box and see right where their pin is so um 
I use a bead organizer from the craft store for my yeah. Thing, so. yeah. You would be surprised, but just having those suckers organized is a lifesaver. A lifesaver. So life well, yeah. and then you know if you used to do the old, which no longer exists, but the perfect, which makes me feel really old, the perf the free proficiency pins mm -hmm. that National FFA used to give. Well, then you'd get a set, a chapter set, so you'd get literally every proficiency area pin. So what do you do with all those? You don't want to, you know, get rid of them. So I have those all organized in there too. Um, and I'm pretty sure some of them I'll never have a proficiency area in. So same. So, when did they stop doing that? Because I think I got a pack last year. I feel like it was last year, maybe the last year was well, I think was, now they're just trying to get rid of the old ones. Yeah, it's kind of like a pile of them. Yeah. I just really wanted to be able to say like. I just need turf grass management, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but now you just buy the round proficiency pins, basically. So if any of you are listening and you really need proficiency pins, like of a certain area. Specifically, <laughs> probably aquaculture and forestry. Yeah, I, I have probably millions of them um, to just give you because... <laughs> So yeah, but that's a good tip. Brianna, any any tips? I was just going to have you talk about, Nikki, like your list. Like, I feel like you did a really good job delegating this year. I did. Like with your, like, with you your know, list. I'm proud of myself. I've really been working on some things. And one of that has been delegating. I, you know, the kids kind of help with the script, but we have so, I make all my awards. So it's easier for me to go into the script update the script and use the script to make my awards and so and we have so many awards that the kids don't know about that are secret and so they don't get to see the script um i will put our two because we run off of two scripts um i'll put those in the show notes and i know amber you were going to as well um but this year and i did this also for national ffa week um so at an ffa meeting Prior to that, an officer, I think it was my vice president both times, we just sat down and made a list of what are the main things we we know we're going to need um, to do. So for the banquet, it was like the program, um, award sponsors. So we just made a list and then we left blanks um, for other things, additional things um, that the kids might think up. And then in the center, so that was the left-hand column. The center column was... Um, tasks associated with it so program update program print programs cut programs like so just a list of things that would go with that so the kids knew and on the right hand side was where they could sign up so at the meeting we facilitated a discussion of everything we needed to do starred items were things that had to get done like immediately within the next week so kids knew because i always get on my soapbox and i tell them do not sign up if you cannot devote the time. Like, I'd rather you look at me now and say, I'm sorry, I don't have the time to go get banquet sponsors. I'd rather know that now than hounding you um, and it not getting done. So it allows, it allowed kids to decide, you know, which items were maybe easier for them to accomplish with the time that they had. Um, 
you know, I have a lot of young members uh, in my program that are very active. And so it allowed them to understand, like, maybe, you know, it's my first year helping with the banquet and that I don't feel comfortable with, but I'm, I'm comfortable with helping decorate, whatever. So the kids signed up and um, we keep that up. And we did this for National FFA Week too. We kept that up. And then it just kind of allowed us to like go through and check things off that are done. And then um, I have um, kind of like a master of ceremonies and for National FFA Week, we just basically, there's two kids that were the bosses. And so they, they made sure that kids were getting those checked off. Um, they would send emails to remind them how, like hound them in the hallways. Um, they were like my bouncers for that list. And it worked really good. This is the first year I've done that, um, that formally before. And my kids like really, I don't know, really liked it. And um, it, it worked for me because I, I like to see things on a list. And so it was accessible for me, it was accessible for them. And it, I don't know, it was pretty seamless. So I think we're gonna continue to approach it that way. Um, I also gave them the opportunity to modify the list. So we just did it ahead of time. So that way we had, you know, you're always going to have a program, right? Um, we, the script needs to be done. We do need award sponsors. So some things like have to get done, but then we left blanks for them to decide, you know, is there any additional things that need to be included in the bank that we haven't in the past? So um, they wanted to do a pie auction this year. And so my student teacher actually uh, is in charge of managing this brand new part of our banquet with the kids that signed up. And so that was an additional item that we didn't think of and they added it at the meeting. So um, I really liked that format and I hope to continue that. I think I might try something like that too um, when we do officer planning for our POA. Um, just because having everything up in one spot was really nice. So, so those are our tips. Um, I probably could even send you a picture of that if, if I still have it. Cause like I said, our banquet when this drops is tomorrow. So, um, but yeah, um, Amber has some great, uh, things in the show notes, Brianna and I will include some things as well. Um, I think, I mean, there's just so many different ways to do an FFA banquet. And I, and I just love that there's no wrong way. Um, and look at the three of us have unique things um, that we do. And I think that's really cool. Um, really the main part is celebrating your kids. And so no matter how that looks this year um, because of COVID or any year for that, uh, for that matter, um, it's important that you're, that you're doing this. I always say it's my least favorite part of my job is the banquet, maybe because it just stresses me out so much. Um, but when I look back, when it's done, I am pretty excited that we planned a banquet with a bunch it, of kids. It is intimidating because you know for a fact you'll have so many people there, you yeah. know, watching and being a part of it. So that is intimidating. But yeah. um, most of the time, the parents are just happy to be there and, yeah. and celebrate their kid. Um, so that's a, a positive. We've never invited a ton of special guests, but. Um, I do know the chapter that I grew up in, you know, they would always invite sponsors and invite special guests and stuff like that. So it can be super intimidating having those people there. Yeah, and it's a great time, you know, for your school to celebrate your chapter and, um, and yeah, your chapter needs to be in the limelight a little bit. And 
I think this is the one event that just brings it all together. And so, um, although it's stressful, it's much needed and a very important part of, of the school year. I just planning, like planning a banquet with adults isn't hard enough. Planning a banquet with kids, even harder, but they, they got some lofty goals and they're doing it. Like this year we're having a balloon arch. Why? Because they wanted to, and they looked at me with their cute little eyes and these bags <laughs> of balloons and said, we found a YouTube video. Can we make a balloon arch? And I couldn't say no. So now I have a balloon arch sitting in my shop, but I'll link that too. So if you're crazy <laughs> enough to do a balloon arch, um, you never know. Like you might need that skill later, like prom decorating, wedding decorating, who knows? <laughs> but um, so yeah, check out the show notes because we threw just a wide variety of things in there um, for you guys listening. And um, yeah, if you've already had your banquet, no biggie. Um, you can use this stuff next year or share this episode and the resources with somebody you know who's planning a banquet. Maybe especially those teachers that you know this is maybe their first year planning a banquet. They would definitely appreciate it. Um, we wanted to remind you all of uh the, this episode is sponsored by ICEV and um, they're our friends who have given us um, some giveaway items. So the giveaway ends April 23rd at midnight central time and uh, ways to be entered to win. So we have a Facebook post and we have an Instagram post and there you should tag a friend that you love attending conferences with. So Amber, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, who is someone you love attending an ag conference with? Um, I have so many, but uh, I think my my number one choice right now would be my friend Sarah Lawrence. She's also a charter school ag teacher, and so neither one of us have teaching partners or a county support system, so we just lean on each other. Yeah, no, that's fun. So like Amber just did, all you need to do is go on there and, and tag that person um, okay, Amber, next question. Uh, comment. So you would, those of you online, you need to comment um, your favorite conference must have. So what is your favorite thing when you go to a conference you have to have with you? Like a journal, planner, what is your go-to item? Yeah, definitely my planner all the time, especially if it's ag-related like meetings and stuff like that um, during a conference, but a good blank notebook to just put the fresh ideas down. Um, some people type, but I'd rather handwrite my stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I always think I'll type and then I'll know where I saved it. I won't. <laughs> yes. But if I write it in a journal, I know that that journal is behind my desk and all my journals. Now, sometimes it's like a little sketchy as to which journal I wrote it in, but still that's way better than searching like the thousands of files on my computer. So, Agreed. um, yeah, so if you tag a friend and you comment your favorite conference must have, um, that would get, so that would get Amber two entries in the giveaway. And then also just by sharing the post will get you an additional entry. So that would give you three entries. Um, you can do that on Facebook. You can do that on Instagram. And the giveaway items that ICEV Media has shared um, with us to share with all of you is a t-shirt, uh, decals, uh, a door hanger, notebook. So there's there's a great notebook you can take to next year's National Ag Teachers Conference because it's happening. 
I'm just saying it in the in the universe so it does I have no inside knowledge I'm just saying it out loud um pens a fidget toy I don't know about you if I have to fidget with things so that would be perfect and a light bulb USB I always carry USBs in my backpack going to conferences because you never know when you're like chatting with somebody and they're like well I can just give it to you now like how perfect is that so um you'll have a chance to win those things it's one big drawing so you'd win all of that um so we're excited to give that away um and we're so appreciative um, of icev media for sponsoring this episode um and listen to the uh sponsorship ad that we'll include in this episode as well talking about their upcoming virtual conference um that is free so you know amber you have all those friends that you love attending conferences with you could do this conference with them all no matter where they're located um awesome. So thanks, Amber, for being here. Um, make sure you guys like Here by the All podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Go join in on the April giveaway. If this or if this episode was helpful to you, please share this uh, online and uh, tag a friend that you think it would help. If you have a future topic idea or you want to be a guest, uh, reach out to us like Amber did. Um, she saw that we were asking questions online and she said, hey, um, do you need help talking about banquets? And here she is. So it's that simple. We'd love to have you as a guest and we thank you all for listening.